Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Hi there, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast. We're back with the third episode in our series focused on toy photography from a beginner's perspective. My name is Terry Green Henning, and I'm joined by Ariel Figueroa. We're your hosts for this special series. In today's episode, Ariel and I are going to chat about one of the biggest decisions facing toy photographers. Which toys, props, and accessories should I use? But before we begin, we want to remind you to check out our first two episodes, where we chat about our journeys to toy photography and our camera gear. But now for the fun stuff. Ariel, how you doing? I'm good, Terry. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Um, so in the first episode, you talked about how your journey to toy photography was toys first, camera and photography second. Um, I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about that. Were you a collector? And then, you know, what about the toys that you had and what made you think about kind of moving into photographing them? So, I mean, as long as far back as I can remember when I was a kid I used to you know be like any other kid growing up in the early 80s um you know the He-Mans and the G.I. Joes I was never into Star Wars which I am now but when I was a kid I was never into Star Wars which is horrible for me to say I know um but uh I stopped for a long time um and then i picked it back up again maybe about th- two years ago and it was really slow it was uh mostly um horror type of figures mostly in the mcfarlane spawn line um like those kinds of figures that for everyone out there that knows those figures they maybe have about three points of articulation <laughs> if that they're mostly they were mostly statue pieces um but i just loved the way they look like i mean the the detail in them even for figures that came out you know 20 25 30 years ago amazing detail in them so i just loved the way they looked and um i don't know just uh you know like i think we mentioned this in the first episode um i just came across this video from sir dork shout out to sir dork um and um so you know one of his videos about toy photography didn't know it was a thing picked up one of my uh i believe the first one i ever did was a mandarin uh classic mandarin spawn figure picked it up took my phone took a picture of it and that was it it was off to the races after that <laughs> so yeah horror I'm, I'm i'm very much into horror which is I don't know. Take of it. Take that, whichever way you want. <laughs> what uh, what what about you? Because you, I know you mostly uh, are Lego centric uh, when it comes to photography. Um, and you, unlike me, you were photographer. You did photography first, and then slowly started coming into toys. So, how did how did that go for you? Yeah, so um, it sounds like we were both growing up right around the same time. Um, you know, certainly I feel like in a lot of ways it was kind of the golden age of of just some really cool, fun cartoons and, and such. And um, But growing up, I was not into toys at all. I really was, you know, I was a huge tomboy. Um, I was more baseball cards. So, you know, 
I I have two sisters and we weren't really like a toy family, um, you know, board games, puzzles, but I was like, give me, you know, Chris under the Christmas tree, it was like boxes of baseball cards and, <laughs> and I would just organize them. And, you know, it was that, that was my thing. So I, gosh, I don't think... I am not one of those people who had like a, a significant toy um, that meant something to them growing up. In fact, I, I bought a teddy bear when I went to college. I was like, well, I think I should have a teddy bear. So <laughs> I bought one when I went to college. It was, you know, and it, it was one of those uh, gunned bears that was sort of made to yes. look old. And yeah, I felt like a total poser. But um, so, you know, fast forward to to this journey. Um, when I started the 365 project on January 1st, I didn't own any toys in the house. I, if, In fact, I was well on my way to becoming kind of a minimalist with my husband. Um, that, <laughs> that has changed. <laughs> that, um, that completely, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, forget that. <laughs> totally. You know, like we just didn't, we had, you know, collected things along the way um, in our two plus decades together like and then we just got rid of all of our stuff we just really did not want to get stuff you know accumulate stuff and and so I I have to tell you I didn't own anything and then I quickly went down the rabbit hole um and I was just overwhelmed with all the choices and so you said you know you mentioned how I'm more Lego centric, which is probably true at this point, but I wasn't even into Legos as a kid, you know, um, and I probably shouldn't have said Legos as it is Lego, Lego but, um, you know, when people talk about on, on social media or on the, you know, boards that I read, it's like the classic Lego themes. I, I was living in some parallel universe, I think in the eighties where I just, they did not we we didn't collect them we didn't i think we had one lego set with just the basic bricks um i and, and so this is all very very new to me um it started with i think a lego minifig and then it went to i think the Le i'm trying to remember my purchases um at the very beginning i think i got the people pack of like the outdoor camping ones. And then that has grown to different sets. Um, I've expanded into some Playmobil, um, some action figures. But again, if I were to go back to the beginning of this, um, not only did I not own any toys in January, I had never seen any of the Marvel films, like not a one. And Sorry. so... I know. And so I would say in June, I actually embarked on that journey. And so, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to buy that and I need to buy that. I've always been a big Disney fan. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like I I am really starting from scratch in, in the toy world. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a rabbit hole for sure. Yeah, I didn't even know, to be honest, I didn't even know what Legos, Lego, Legos. <laughs> were till my teenage years honestly okay. like I did you know I didn't even because again I you know when I, when I was a kid it was like I said it was He-Man, Thundercats, uh, wrestling figure, the LGN figures um, you know things like that it, you know I never I, I don't think I ever even saw a Lego until I was in my teenage years kind of thing so um, and yeah when I started this 
I mean, if you look back through my feed on Instagram, there are some inst- uh, there are some uh, Lego shots in the beginning, and I did get a, a couple of them. I just um, not saying I didn't like it. Um, I, I just to me, when it comes to a figure, detail is everything. Like I, you know, I really enjoy you know the fine line, the little dry brushing, things like that. Like I just I, I, I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, Legos are pretty much just single, you know, just, they're colored, but I don't know. I don't, it, it's, uh, God, people that collect Lego hate me right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I can I could hear Shelly, like, <laughs> screaming in my ear. No, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I, I just, I like, I, and every now and then, you know, I still have a couple of Legos there when I feel like I want to mash, do a little mashup with, some of my Ashton figures type of thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mostly stick to Ashton figures now as well. And like 12, yep. uh, six, yeah, 12, uh, 112 scale figures now. Okay. So one, I don't know all the ins and outs. So how, yeah. is that a six inch or is that a 12 inch? It's a six, six, seven inches okay. around there. So, uh, I mean, I've seen eight inch figures that are considered uh 112 scale. um kind of thing so yeah it's like six seven eight around there depends on where it depends on where they're made like NECA 112 scale figures I mean they're pretty much anywhere between seven and eight inches but say um uh Mesco 112 scale figures or um god I forgot the other one uh they're from Japan but um, their 112 scale figures hover around the six, six inch uh, okay. mark. So, yeah, anywhere between six and seven inches. Okay. So if you're, you know, if you're new in this world and, and you're, you know, scrolling through Instagram or looking online, you're probably seeing, at least I see, folks kind of make a decision um, of what they're photographing. You know, there are folks who are only Lego and there are folks who are only action figures. And then, and certainly within the world of action figures, there's a, a wide range. And then there are folks who are um, all Playmobil and and cars, toy cars. I feel like I'm dabbling in a little bit of everything. Um, I think I have a Spider-Man who is maybe, it's a Diamond Select, so I, you probably know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how tall he is, maybe eight? Probably about I'm seven, eight. That. Yeah, the seven, Diamond eight? Select okay. ones, yeah, they're fairly taller. And I find that, you know, whatever you choose, part of me feels like I need to make a decision and just stick to it. But I think because I'm so new at all this, I just, it's like, I just gravitate toward what I like. Um, You know, there, for me, it's making a decision about, you know, what am I drawn to? Um, and, And I'd love to dig into a little bit more about how we even decide to, to buy because, you know, we're we're the toy photographers podcast, you know, so photography is at, at the forefront. And I am, I think there are some things I bought that if I were to do it all over again, I probably wouldn't. But I also am drawn to figures and characters that maybe represent something. So for example, uh, one of the first things I bought in the winter was the Playmobil um, DeLorean and Marty and Doc from Back to the Future, mainly because, you know, that is one of my 
all-time favorite movies. It's like brings me right back to the 80s and as a kid. And um, I just wanted that. And so that has been, you know, I find that I I often um, gravitate toward those characters that that I love or have loved since my childhood. So for example, certainly Back to the Future. Um, I'm looking up now to see um, the Muppets. You know, the, I, I have the Diamond Select Muppet series, which is, I just love photographing them. Um, certainly some Disney characters. And then if I watch a film that really moves me, like I saw Iron Giant for the first time oh, over yeah. – over the summer and I was like, I got to have him because um, mm-hmm. there's so much to do um, and, and so many ideas. So before I get too far uh, going, how do you decide, you know, especially since you were like a toy guy first, like how do you, how do you decide what to get? And is it, is it the camera, you know, the photography decisions that drive you or is it the toy, excuse me, the toy that drives you? And then you're like, oh, I'll just take a picture. Um, you know, how does it work for you? It used to be toy driven. So like if it was, uh, obviously if it's a nostalgia piece and it brings me back to my childhood, it's like, oh my God, I need that. Um, or if it's just, I have no idea what that action figure is, but damn, it looks cool. I need that. So it used to be there. Um, but then, uh, you know, with the advice and suggestion, air quotes of my wife, um, who said it was getting a little bit out of control. I flipped it and made it more photography based. So I look at something, you know, I'm, I'm online or walk into a toy store, into a Target, Walmart, whatever. And uh, if I see something and I was like, that catches my eye, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Right, right there, my mind starts going, okay, how can I photograph it? How can I shoot it? Is it possible? What's the articulation look like? Is it just a statue, and which means I'll probably get like one shot out of it, or you know, th- that's that's what starts running through my mind. And if I tell myself it's really cool, but I just can't do anything with it, then I pass. But I pass it. Um, so I had I I had to get myself into that because kind of get away from the collector thing and more into the photographer part of it. Um, because yeah, it it it. it could, it was getting out of control. It was. It was getting out of control. And like you, there's some figures that I still have that if I started from the beginning with this mindset, I probably wouldn't have right now. Um, because I think I've maybe shot them like once or twice um, because they're mostly statues kind of thing. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of like where my mind goes when I look at a toy now. Can I shoot it? How many times can I shoot it? Because if I can, I can shoot anything at least once or twice. But if that's it, then eh, it's probably not going to be worth it for me in the long run. So yeah, I, I, I had to stick to that. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're right. And I think it's also helpful to be honest in saying, you know, it got to be too much because there is a, you know, we got into this a little bit in our last episode talking about camera gear. There are financial implications to to these decisions, to these hobbies. And, you know, gosh, you could have, you know, a minifig. Let's just, gosh, you could spend $5 or less, um, but you could also be spending $500 on, on a beautiful action figure. And, and 
I look at things similarly to you. It's it's how many shots can I um, can, can I maybe produce, or or how many scenes can I create? That's where minifigures for me are are super helpful. Um, they're they're small, they're easy to travel with, but you know when it comes to action figures, I I don't know if I would. I'm just not skilled enough at this point, and nor do I think I ever will be um, to really design the the kinds of sets to take just those amazing action shots action figure shots um it where I look at your feed and and you just do such a great job it's it's the action figure but it's also the whole scene so maybe we could even kind of veer a little bit to the accessories and props because it's sometimes it's not just the toy it's it's what's around the toy that we're photographing so do you create and that's another episode too, but do you create your own, like when you're thinking about an action figure, are you like, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do with it. Or are you like, okay, this action figure is awesome, but in order for it to work, I've got to now buy this whatever. Mm-hmm. I've done both. <laughs> um, <laughs> or so, or I, I'm more, let's see. Um, so when I, get ready for a shot let's say i would say maybe 90 um, uh, it's crazy some people don't believe me when i tell them this but i'm about 95 percent of the time i have no idea what i'm gonna do i know i want to shoot something maybe i'll know with what figure maybe i'll just walk up to my collection wall and scan through everything until something kind of like just oh okay let me do this one i haven't shot this one in a while already um so I mostly start, I always start there. I just go to the wall and either pick something out that I know I want to shoot or just see whatever comes into mind. Um, and then from there, I start to kind of like build a scene around it. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Sorry. I'm trying yeah, to Sorry. Yeah. I just had a brain fart for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Um so in addition to your figures, do you have a collection of um, like backdrops and? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a, I have a good amount of um, a good amount of uh, dioramas, as you can say. Uh, uh, they're called uh, industry term. Because um, when I started, I was, you know, an outdoor photographer. I used to shoot uh, outdoors a lot, all the time. Um, and as I started getting more into it and more into it, I felt I just moved completely inside and feel much more comfortable inside. Um, but when you shoot inside, you kind of, you know, you lose that, uh, background like you would have if you were outside, you know, the trees, rocks, wherever, a road, you lose all that. So obviously you have to make that up when you shoot inside and that's where these dioramas come in handy. Uh, for me personally, you know, I have a couple of custom-made dioramas um, that are made by, you know, those, uh, what is what are they called? Those uh, pink foam boards. Oh, they're yeah. like pink in color that you can get like, like at Home Depot. Yep. Um, that's pretty much what a lot of diorama makers use to make their dioramas. Um, so I have a couple of those, like a street scene and uh, um, an interrogation, police interrogation room scene. Uh, made by a good friend of mine, Chris, who's also a part of Toy Photographers uh, blog, Pinty Picks 
on Instagram. Definitely check them out. Um, so I have a couple of those, but I also have a couple of these uh, cardboard made dioramas. Um, there's this company called Extreme Sets. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they make really, really, really nice, really detailed, and for some of them really big, um, diorama type um pop-ups so they call them a uh, diorama pop-ups so i mean they're pretty much cardboard so you can take them apart and leave them they come in sections or you can put it and then you can put them together and you can mix and match okay um, i think we have a another um episode coming up where we're talking about those scenes um dioramas because i think for a lot of folks that this is a another part of the toy photography world is. that they might yeah. be you know, mm-hmm. just embarking on. Um, so we'll we'll spend even more time, I think, in a future episode about all of those because I haven't gone down that road mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> I feel like once I do, it'll be it'll be tough. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a question for you because when it comes to we both shoot mirrorless as we as we talked on the last um, episode, and so our when we say we pick up a 35 millimeter lens on our cameras, that 35 is like a 50 focal length. Um, and the 50, if we pull out a 50 lens, that's like an 85, I think. So do you, what do you typically shoot with when it comes to your action figures? Cause I know that that is something I think that when you're consistent with your subject, you're probably able to be a little more consistent with your tools where mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> So I would love to know, do, do you stick with kind of one setup because your your figures are pretty standard in size? Uh, I No, I, I swap between three different lenses right now. Um, just a, a standard prime 50 millimeter one, um, the sweet, the lens baby sweet 50, and the Canon kit one, uh, which I believe is a... 15 to 45 milliliter zoom one um and it all depends on not what i'm shooting but how many um how many figures i'm shooting um normally if it's more than one figure um actually more than two i would say i i shoot with the the canon kit lens the 15 to 45 um if it's less than that if it's if it's one figure then I decide, okay, what kind of mood am I trying to get? Because, you know, that Sweet 50 gives you a very blurred effect, a very soft effect, I would say, mm-hmm. like a soft effect to the pictures. Um, if I want more of a very detailed, really crisp, mm, then I tend to go to the 50 millimeter prime one. So it all depends on how many I'm shooting, not so much what I'm shooting. Okay. Okay. What about you? That, I'd like to know. Oh gosh. I'm again, I'm kind of all over the place and, and it depends on the size, you know, with a minifig, I, I'm almost always in a macro kind of setting, you know? Um, so I have a, a 60 millimeter macro lens. That's not a true macro that Fuji makes. They do make a true macro one-to-one, but this one is a two-to-one. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I, I'm not going to get all technical, but uh, <laughs> I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But it 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 doesn't fill the frame like the one to one does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot more compact. It's a lot lighter, and and I love shooting with that one. 
I also, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, I often use my 16 1.4, which is traditionally a um, considered a wide angle lens, but it has a, a, an incredibly close minimum focusing distance. So I can get like right up there, especially if the scene has more to it. And then, um, but if it's just a figure, I'm almost always using a macro. And then I just got into lens baby, I would say in the last probably month or two. And I know that we chatted early on um, and and you and Shelly, I think, have certainly helped me go down that road um, and just seeing I'm part of a few Lens Baby groups on social media and I just see the the incredible work that folks are doing. And I'm not anywhere near there yet, but I really like playing. Um, and so the Sweet Fit, I have the Sweet 50 and I got the Sweet 35. Um, the 35 allows me to get closer. And if I throw on like the plus four macro filter, I I can get really close. And so, but I find that I'm always switching things up because sometimes I'm photographing a small figure and then sometimes I'll throw in, you know, a, a larger action figure. And, and so I'm really experimenting. And, and you make such a good point about how many are in the scene. The minute I I try to get, too fancy it's like mm-hmm. focus goes out the window because exactly, yeah. you know mm-hmm. you're just trying and, and I might have one figure in focus and the other not and so I feel like I'm I am definitely still experimenting with the lenses the um the focal length you know my, the effects um depth of field all of that it, it's because I don't know what I want yet. I don't know if I want something to be tack sharp. I don't know if I want something to be a little more creative, hence the lens baby shots. So I think if I were just shooting one size, I would probably feel like I'd be improving a lot more, but I keep messing around. <laughs> well, and I think that that just comes with time. You know, yeah. that, that, that'll definitely, you know, you said earlier, it's like right now you're into shooting Legos, but now you're starting to probably get more into action figure, especially now that you're watching the Marvel movies. So it, it just comes with time. And I I don't, you know, I'm, I know there's, and there's a lot of toy photographers that I follow on Instagram that um, you look at their shot and you know it's them. You know, it's their yeah. shot without even looking at their name. They've pretty much settled into uh, this certain style or this certain, um, how do I say, um, line of figures, uh, brand of figures, whatever it may be, um, which is totally fine because that's what they want to do. Um, or, I've, and I've also followed toy photographers that are all over the place. You know, they shoot Legos and they shoot Funko Pops and they shoot action figures and they shoot it. You know, they just pretty much shoot everything. Um, I, me personally, for me, I'm kind of like in the middle there. Cause I have, I, I, I feel like I'm starting, you know, what about almost a year into this, I'm starting to figure out my style, I guess, um, you can say, but I still, you know, I'll, I'll shoot Funko Pops. I will shoot, um, uh, you know, six, seven inch figures. I will, mash up figures i love taking uh doc <laughs> from back to the future that figure it's probably one of my favorite ones just because of his face and that is a great figure mashing him up with you know uh freddie 
mm-hmm. or something else. Like I, you know, I, I, that, I feel like I'm, I'm doing that a lot more, just completely mashing different, uh, different stories and different, uh, toys together. Um, will that be the same a year from now? I don't know. It might not be. Um, so it, it, it all depends, it, you know, it depends on what you like. It depends on obviously, you know, what you, to be very honest, so what you can afford, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these, uh, figures are pricey, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, especially, you know, I, 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 God, I wish I was into like just black series, star Wars and, uh, you know, Marvel legend type of figures. Cause they, they're definitely a lot cheaper than what I'm into. <laughs> Unf- unfortunately, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it's something that will, you know, I think like anything, like anything, any hobby, anything that you get into any kind of routine you get into it, it it's, it's going to change over time. Um, and you'll either stick to something or you'll just be like, ah, I want to do this this time. And I want to do this that time. So you know, anyone starting out, don't feel because I, I felt I felt that when I started, I was like, okay, I got to pick something. Mm-hmm. You know, I put myself I, I put myself in a box from the very beginning, thinking that I had to, and I just got out of that. I was like, no, nah, just shoot what makes you happy, whatever comes into your mind. Like, if your wife collects Barbies and you see a Barbie, and you're like, hmm. That might be kind of cool. Grab that Barbie and take a shot of it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, whatever. It doesn't. Yeah, it, it, it's going to change. So it'll probably change for you the more you get into it. Oh, definitely. And I think it already has. Um, and, and I think that that is something that I, I don't know if I wish someone had told me um, because, you know, I kind of got into this on a whim and and didn't really know the community existed when I started. Um and I think if someone said, just like, play around, figure it out. And that's kind of what I did. But even now, if you were to say, Terry, you can only choose one type of figure from here on out, I don't know what I would do. Because <laughs> um, I mm-hmm. I like so many different things. And, and that is, you know, I think what m- keeps me sort of inspired and creative, like I don't want to get – to the point where I get bored because I tend to get bored kind of easily. But I also, um, you know, it's always a balance because I feel like if I if I constrained myself a little bit more, I would probably see greater improvements. But I'm also not necessarily at a stage where that's important to me. I think right now just being creative is my, is my focus. Um, and I think when you start from nowhere, you, you just – sort of get drawn in different places. You know, I mentioned Back to the Future. I mentioned the Muppets. Um, I knew I had to get the Lego Sesame Street. And, you know, in that, those characters, you know, you can do so much with just take Bert and Ernie and throw them in a, you know, uh, with stormtroopers. And like you, I'm not a, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Um, I'm, I've read all the Harry Potter books, but I don't buy the merchandise. Um, well, I I am a Star Wars fan now. Like, oh, oh okay. I, I can I can hear some of my friends listen to this and being like, "What?" No, I'm a <laughs> growing up, I was never a Star Wars fan. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I think you know I saw the movies as a kid. I think I saw um, Empire Strikes Back in the theater and stuff. And my husband, it, it's crazy. I would say in like maybe late January, early February, he came downstairs and he's like, "Hey." Um, 
you know, I pulled these out in case you want to use them for your photos. And he's, um, he's a few years older than I am. So he, seven years older. So he would have, we joke because we saw Star Wars in the theater and he was like, yeah, I thought it was good the first time I saw it in the theater. Cause I was like, well, I was like two or three and he was like 10. Um, but he has his collector's case of his Star Wars figures from like 1970. And it was really cool. I mean, they're not, um, he played with them as a kid. And they're so they're not, the not you know, like, but... I mean, they're in great condition. He has all the accessories and everything, but it's not like he's going to get thousands for them. Oh, so, yeah. um, you know, it was kind of cool to be able to pull those out and play. But again, I don't really know who's who. Um, I mean, I know the basics, but when it comes to some of the more obscure characters, I have no idea. And so I had pulled together um, like a mashup in in the in Shelley's course, actually, um, the creating with intention. And I had the DeLorean and I was like, I want to create this image where the DeLorean is stalled, but the Star Wars characters are helping fix it. So I think I had like Chewbacca and R2... Um, C-3PO and a stormtrooper and however I mixed them up everybody in the class was like oh that's really cool because they'd never be on the same team and I'm like mm -hmm. oh really I don't really know who's who <laughs> and so in some ways like not knowing some of this stuff allows me a certain freedom like I can't remember who's on whose side and um but you know if you are, I mean, there are people out there who are just Star Wars or just Harry Potter or just Funko. Um, and I would say, I think you probably have better luck growing a following if you stick to one thing. But um, I don't know your thoughts on that, but I just feel like that's not my priority right now. Uh, do you feel like folks... If, if that is a priority, do you feel like folks are better off kind of sticking to one thing? From what I've seen, I guess, yes. Because, um, okay. yeah, it does look like, you know, if, if that's what's important to you, if you want to gain as many followers and, and keep, I would say, those followers, um, you know, they, it, it's sticking to you know to one thing uh like for example it, it's funny you brought this up because i was thinking about this yesterday my action figure shots get way more likes than my funko pop shots um me personally i love them both i think you know I, I enjoy taking both shots and everything but it's like i get more likes with action figure than i do funko pop so okay so are the people are my followers you know and, and i don't know why i mean when it comes to when it comes to instagram who the hell knows why the, the that algorithm is you know calculus time you know it's insane it's insane to try to figure out why that happens but um you know, just looking, you know, uh, on a very basic level, my way of thinking is, okay, well, my followers don't like Funko Pop shots as much as they do my action figure shots. No disrespect to my followers, but me personally, I don't care. <laughs> I love shooting Funko Pops. I love shooting action figures. I will throw in Legos every once in a blue moon. Like, I... I shoot what I like, and when it comes to likes, and when it, I actually turned off the like counter 
mm-hmm. on my Instagram feeds just because it's easy. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't care about my likes. I don't care about da 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 da. BS. Like, to be honest, like, everyone in some shape or form, even if it's just a tiny little bit, when you, when you post a picture and you're so excited about it, like, oh my God, this thing is going to blow up. And you see, like, almost no likes or not, at least not the likes that you thought you were going to get it bothers you a little bit and you're like and then you you know then as human as a human you start questioning it and being like okay am i should i stop doing this should i have done something else maybe you know i loved it when i shot it but i don't like it now i hated that way of thinking i, I needed to get away from that um so anyone starting out it's like shoot what you like shoot what you like if people like it if people love it great if they don't it's okay you're not getting paid for this it's a hobby this is for you this is for you to have fun have fun with it Mm -hmm. um so if that means stick to one thing then stick to one thing if that's what makes you happy if you want to like go nuts and shoot you know expand your style and shoot different things different figures different brands do it like it's why 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 does it matter it's shoot what makes you happy and and i think that is so that that is worth doubling and tripling down on i think it is so easy to get into this um pretty toxic relationship with Mm -hmm. with social media and start thinking oh well people don't like that or you know who are you shooting for and and what's your purpose i mean i'm not i think you and i are both um you know we're doing this because we consider ourselves beginners and you know Yes, there are people who are famous and making money. I'm not one of them. And <laughs> and I think that, nor do I think I ever will be. I'm but at losing the same- <laughs> so much money <laughs> compared to making it. <laughs> but if I can look back at, at a photo and it makes me smile, you know, that to me is, is the great joy of this past year. Um, it's not over yet, you know, nine-ish, nine and a half months into this. And I I just think, Anybody who's just starting out, just do what makes you happy. If that figure makes you smile, get it. You know, if you can, if it fits in your budget, if if you like it. Um, I'm really drawn to some of the display pieces that Lego makes. For example, um, the typewriter. When that came out, because I consider myself kind of a writer first, and I always have been drawn to to writing. I knew I wanted the typewriter. Now, can I pose the typewriter? No, but that has made for me some photos that I'm really proud of. Um, When I think about like the bonsai trees or, you know, these aren't toys per se, but they, they're gorgeous to me. And, and I'll, I'm willing to spend the money on some of these things versus say a building, which might be kind of cool. Like I had bought the, um, bookstore uh early on the modular building in January when it came out and and I built it and loved it it was pretty I had it on the shelf and then I was like you know I can't like play with it and mm-hmm. I'm not really going to get a lot of photos from it and the great thing with some of these toys is you can you know sell them and I saw someone online who was looking for the bookshop and I decided you know what I'll put it out there and say happy to take it apart bag it all up individually she saved a little bit of money buying it from me. She didn't want the box, which saved the shipping. And um, and I was able to then take that money and put it toward the treehouse, which is 
for me, something that will allow for so many more photos and, yeah. and kind of fits in like that outdoor vibe, um, the camping stuff. The So I find that that's, that's one of those examples of I bought something that I wanted in the moment, you know, and built it, loved it, appreciated it. But I knew the long term happiness, I guess, wasn't going to wasn't going to be there in terms of photography, um, but also usefulness, you know, so. There's always going to be someone out there that will be more than happy to take it off your hands. Absolutely. And that I think, too, like I'm not a collector, but there are tons of folks who are are buying stuff, never opening it and just saving it for later. But. That's what's great about this hobby. It's whether we're talking about a lens or a toy, you can always trade. You know, you can always, um, I, you know, when you were getting rid of one of your lenses, I reached Mm -hmm. out, you had told me and I was like, "Ah, at that time I wasn't interested. What, last week I was like, hey, you still selling that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that is, I think that's just when you're part of this community, there's always someone who might say, oh, I'll take that off your hands. Um, and, And that's how we all grow and can experiment and you know worst case scenario i just give everything to my nieces and nephews you know at some point it's like hey i don't want this do you want it (laughs) Um, so 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 if you had to stick so question for you if you had to stick to shooting one brand let's say right now okay right now yeah like uh, where you are right now what what do you think which one would you choose you know I think I'd have to go with Lego um, mainly because of the possibilities. I I feel as though I can do more um, at this point where I am right now. Um, That may be a different answer later on. I think think sometimes like I look at some Playmobil stuff and I – there are some scenes that I like more, but, you know, they're not – they're just as limiting in some ways, um, you know, with articulation and stuff. And I, yeah, I think I'd have to go with Lego. I think they, for a lot of reasons, I think I can be as as focused and small as I want, you know, with a single minifig or go as complex as I want with a big build. And I think for me, this journey has also been one of of kind of like this zen like meditation mindfulness and i think the building yeah and we we've chatted about this a little bit and i I think for me the building is is just such a calming activity that Mm -hmm. then i I would miss that if i focused on something else i think something else okay yeah how about you for me like right now if i had to pick one brand um or yeah one toy line um, I it would have to be the Mezco, the 112 um, collection. Um, pretty much any of them, any of any and all of them, no matter the DC, Marvel, Mezco branded Gomez. Like it, it, it would be, and I I absolutely love, 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 love uh, those figures. Um, you know, my my favorite right now being Vapor um he's and who's, the, who's that he he's the one he, he has like a blue face and i have him like throwing up the middle finger at inspector gadget okay. and that shot and everything and yep. uh spray painting so i that that would probably be my favorite figure right now to shoot um you know but with masco and again with legos when you're 
going building big, like, you know, the big Mandalorian or like that big, uh, was it that big firehouse or big building, like you said, that came out a couple of weeks ago, they can definitely get expensive. Um, but, you know, you can spend like online, you can spend like four, three, four bucks on a minifig. So right. definitely a lot more budget friendly. Unlike my problem, Mesco figures are not cheap. <laughs> you know, on average, what what are they? I'm not familiar with. If, if you're able to catch them directly from Mesco when they sell them, um, you know, anywhere between eighty to a hundred and fifty, depending on the figure, but also depending on the accessories. Because here's the one thing with Mesco, um, you get, I at least I believe, you get your money's worth. Okay. Because not just is the figure great, um, the detail on them, but also the amount of accessories that come with them is insane. Um, like the vapor figure that I said, like it, it's crazy the amount of stuff that you get for it. And a lot of those, you know, uh, going into the props part, I use a lot of those prop accessories for other figures. You know, it's just not stuck to that one. I can reuse those props uh for so many other figures um so i just feel like i'm definitely getting more from it when i do it the problem with mesco is is that they're very it's a very limited release company so like again unless you catch it right when it goes on sale man they sell out and now the price is double you know like on macari and ebay and facebook marketplace like you know the people yeah those yeah they double they get very pricey so um but that i I would say that would be the one i mean if i was able to money-wise i'd do it now honestly i buy nothing but mesco figures but you know gotta gotta go easy on those but man the i mean the accessories that you get with those figures are beyond anything i've seen from any other toy line um and again when it comes to props, you can use those because, you know, when it comes to the toy photography, especially shooting indoors and shooting with dioramas and props, um, me personally, like I'm trying to create a story. I'm trying to create a scene. And when you can add a dumpster here, when you can add a, a little fire hydrant there or something like a little gas can in the corner that, to be honest, the no, you know, the 99% of the people that look at the photo probably won't even notice it. Me, I know it's there, and for me, it just adds to that. It adds to the scene. It makes it mm-hmm. more realistic, I guess you can say. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about in in prep for this podcast, but also just something that's crossed my mind. Um, when I didn't have anything at the beginning, I felt like to some extent I was a little more creative because I only had like five minifigs um, and had to kind of, I look back at my really early photos when I, when I did only own a few minifigs and I was like, oh, maybe I was more creative then because I, I didn't have so much to choose from that now that I'm building a collection, I wonder if I've become a little lazy or that it's easier to be, to rely maybe on the toys to do the work for me as opposed to me doing it. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, I'm thinking if I were, if I had this podcast when I was just starting out, um, 
Is that something that, that resonates with you? Like sometimes less is more, or do you feel like you've become a better photographer because you've built more, um, accumulated kind of more, the props, the accessories that you have more choice? Um, I mean, it's gonna, it's like, for me personally, I feel like it's been better that I've collected more. Uh, that I've been able to get my hands on all these props and all these other figures. And it just, for me, it's better. But for others, it might just, you know, they, yeah, you might be the less is more type of thing. Which So I, I, I guess, you know, it's subjective. It all depends on, mm-hmm. it, it's all going to depend on the person, in, in yeah. my opinion. For me personally, uh, yeah, I think the more that I've gotten, the more creative freedom I have kind of thing, the more I'm able to think outside the box and, not get uh you know not put out the same thing over and over again kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that if you are listening and wondering how to start you know start small start get small, one definitely. get one figure and shoot it every day um in a variety of of settings and locations and and poses um I think that's where maybe I got a little ahead of myself it was like you know it's kind of like when people say take one camera and one lens and just shoot, you know, go out for a shoot and just shoot with that one focal lens. And instead I'll go for a walk and take like, I'll have my camera and I'll make sure that I have like four lenses because I don't know what I'll, and and I'm sure that I would see, I would train myself in different ways if I, you know, I guess it's always that dilemma of you have too much choice. You know, you go to the grocery store and you, there are 30 kinds of cereal where it's like back in the day, you know, when we were kids, it's like you had five. Um, and, you know, so I wonder, I guess my advice to folks just starting out, whether we're talking about camera gear or the toys, just maybe put yourself on a on a system that's like, I'm going to I'm going to let myself purchase maybe one thing a month or or one, whatever, and then just really shoot that and and get comfortable um you know when you're talking about an action figure that to me you have so many more choices to make it's the posing it is you know and you have to be realistic maybe um lego you don't have that i mean you can't really pose them too too much um you know playmobil same thing you know you're not talking about like incredible articulation on either of those uh brands but if you take a Spider-Man and, and you know, someone out there is going to be like, yeah, that's not accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and they will be. But hey, it's like, again, from what I said earlier, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what you like. It's what makes you happy. It's like you saw that, you took that shot and you're like, yes, I nailed it. It's amazing. I love it. That feeling or that, you know, that thought should not change after you post it on Instagram or something like that mm-hmm. and you see the reaction you get from it. It's like, whatever. It's like, you know, do what makes you happy. But yes, I definitely agree with you. Start small. You know, I, I would say the majority of us probably have something. Like, look, like your husband had that box of mm-hmm. Star Wars toys that he collected as a kid and here you go. Use it. I'm sure... So many people, you know, so many people are like that, that they, either, you know, mm-hmm. their spouse either has something tucked away or if you have kids, you know, your kids have toys and you're like, oh, let yeah. me, I think that's how Shelly started with the, with the Lego stuff. You know, it's like, 
Oh, let me grab this Lego and take a picture of it. Oh, and then build from there. You know, use what's around you kind of thing. Like, again, when your phone, you know, if you don't have a camera, start with your phone. You know, mm-hmm. phones now are so advanced. Like, use that and and see how you feel and then grow from there. Now, you might decide the very next day, I'm going to go spend six, seven, eight hundred dollars on a camera. I'm going to go and freaking buy a whole bunch of Mesco toys. I'm draining, <laughs> my, I'm, I'm draining my savings in one day. That's it. Because I love it so much. Great. I mean, that's fine. If you have the means, do it. Uh, but don't feel like that you need to start there from the very beginning. Uh, because you, you, you haven't found your niche yet. You haven't found what what you're going to like. Are you going to stick to one? Are you going to shoot different things? Are you going to shoot outside? Are you going to shoot inside? Like there's so much that goes into it that you're only going to figure out the more you do it. I would Absolutely. Say. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I think I started building a collection based on my personal interest. So, you know, I think the first minifig I got was the, um, Lego photographer girl. And then, um, And then I think it was the outdoor set. And so, you know, I think about love being outside, love camping. And and so basically if a brand comes out with a camper van, I'm buying it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, I find that, you know, you're, you're drawn to certain things. Um, if, if you're, um, you might be drawn to certain characters. And so then you might buy that character in a lot of different options. You know, you might have the, the Lego version, you might have the, the action figure in different sizes. Um, I think part of this is taking time to really develop your own interests, but also, you know, don't overthink it. It's, I think, get started. You know, we want people to get started in the hobby um, and just take each day shoot every day if you can um train yourself to just get better and better play outside inside because we'll we'll talk about um getting started inside and outside and and different considerations in both settings but at least when it comes to toys and props and accessories yeah you're gonna spend money that a couple months from now you probably wish you hadn't but if you learn something from, you know, if I, if I took a shot of a toy and I'm like, yeah, I probably, that was a waste of money. I yeah. still might love the shot. And then I look at it like, okay, that's, that's okay to me. Um, and that, I guess any, as we're nearing the end of this, I mean, any kind of parting words of wisdom to the, the folks who are out there wondering, do I need to drill down and, and find my niche? Do I need to buy all the Spider-Mans that are out there? Um, <laughs> Well, first thing I would say is keep your boxes. <laughs> especially, great advice. Keep your boxes because, again, that's a great thing about this. Uh, that's one of the great things about this hobby is, you know, you'll spend, like, again, going back to my medical toys, um, if, I ever were to, was to, if I ever was to get tired of them, I can resell them mm-hmm. very easily. So um, keep your boxes. Um, but, yeah, no, just um, – yeah, echoing everything you you pretty much said. Just you know, try you know, start. And again, I can only say this for myself because I know how my I know how I am when I get into something new, into a new hobby. Um, and my wife would agree with this. I I jump in. You know, doubt, you're gonna go down the rabbit hole no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's going to happen. You will go down that rabbit hole. 
Now, are you going to just jump in and just go nuts? Or are you going to slowly climb down the hole little by little? Um, me, I, I always jump in when it comes to a hobby. I, I, I just go full blown, uh, full blown in. Um, but you might not be like that. You might be someone that likes to take a step by step, crawl down a little by little kind of thing. It's fine. Uh, to me, it's like, you know, rather you want to do it one way or the other, it's completely up to you. Um, you know, you're going to find your niche. The more you do it, the more you do it. Um, you'll find your style. You, you'll either stick to that style or you'll just be like, all right, I have five different styles. I'm going to do this one today, this one tomorrow. It's completely up to you. Um, but yeah, it's something that will, like anything, will take time and we'll get better with practice. Um, Absolutely. So it, it's completely up to it's completely up to you which way you want to do it. As long as you have fun doing it, that's the most important thing. Um, everything else, you know, doesn't matter. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, this was so much fun. Um, I'm I'm glad we we didn't plug too many toys so that people are are listening to this <laughs> and then jumping online to order. Um, but I, I think it's just such a great way to, to tap into your creativity, to play around with different, I mean, quite literally play around um, with different, different figures, different um, themes. And, you know, the more, the more you practice, the more you'll improve, um, the more fun you'll have, the, the broader the connections you'll make. So yes, definitely. I have had so much fun chatting with you again. Um, looking forward to the next episode. And to all those uh, folks listening, feel free to leave us comments or questions that you might have. And uh, we'll see you on our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photoblog, or on Instagram, at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>